All right, guys. I, I know everybody's been trying to hit me up and things like that. And um, I know that my phone, I've had it off. Um, got the news yesterday on my way to work. Uh, my mother passing, going up to see her heavenly father. Um, no more pain for her. I appreciate the thoughts and uh, prayers and um, I'm sure there's a bunch on my phone and social media that I haven't got to see. But I'm thanking you in advance for all that. Um, and my mom, she went almost five weeks without any nutrition, which is unheard of. And every time a nurse or a doctor would come there, they couldn't believe it. You know, like, it just shows the strength of her. And and I know she's kicking my butt because I wasn't planning on doing a show. <laughs> I know she was kicking my butt and said, are you serious? Um she expects she expects me to fulfill my my duties and my responsibilities um and this is my responsibility that I enjoy to do and I have a family of friends that's with me doing the raw show and we're a group out here doing this together it's not just about me like I was telling Chris yesterday before yesterday it's a whole bunch of us doing this together I might just be the the name on it but we're all together and we're a family and I love them and I want to continue doing it um and that's what my mom would want because that's what she was and she was strong like that. And, and her expectations were of that nature. Um, so here we are. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, I know once I get into it, it takes my mind off of things for a second. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and subscribing. Uh, one of my new subscribers um, at Eagle Hall at James Madison. Appreciate you, dude. Um, spread the word. Um, but just getting into that, you know, we just have to keep moving forward. And that's what she would want me to do. And I can't do it without all y'all and y'all, y'all support. So, welcome back, welcome back. Relative Sports Talk, episode 80. 80, with the 80 mark. That's crazy. Uh, we're on podcast, we're on the YouTube channel, Facebook, the merchandise. And the people that have orders and stuff, I do have some done. Some, some, I haven't got to finish, obviously, um, but they are getting done. Uh, check out our Facebook page, Tommy does a great job. He's doing it. Today, we're going to be talking about free agent frenzy. Teams making pushes. we got all these late trades. I mean, this is just like the NBA offseason. This is crazy. This might be one of the most funnest NFL or anything offseason I've ever seen in my life. <coughs> Sorry. Um. Plenty of, plenty of free agent moves. We're going to talk about some of my favorites. I'm going to give you my top six as far as the teams go. New York, the New York mayor finally caved in and he lifted his mandate. And then, of course, we're going to talk about March Madness that Sweet 16 starts again tonight. But, of course, we got to talk about the quarterbacks again. That's where they always start. That's where the money is. I mean, the guaranteed money. Deshaun Watson got his. So what does that mean for Baker Mayfield? I mean, he didn't already wrote his goodbye letters. He didn't already cry this way, which I think he's done too much crying because it don't look like he's going nowhere. So we started looking at him. We like, and one thing I always said was, why didn't the Texans include Baker Mayfield in that trade? Why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take him? Um, I'm not saying that about David Mills or whatever. You know, he's a solid dude, but is he gonna be a winner like that? I mean, I liked him in the third round, whatever, whatever. But you got a guy who was the number one pick, and obviously he was that dude. You can get it for one year just to prove it. 
Get it for one year to prove it. You ain't got to do nothing all crazy. You ain't got to pay him the max extension. You ain't got to do nothing right now. He's in a spot where it's one year and prove it. I don't. I just don't understand why the Texans wouldn't do that. I just don't understand that. So then we start looking around the league and team, teams are flying. Of course he wanted to go to the Colts. That was the best, the best team to go to. And probably the best situation, if you really look at it out of all the other teams like Washington and Steelers and all these other teams that got a quarterback to go to the Falcons with Mariota. I mean, what in the world? But, um, I mean, what's that say about Baker Mayfield? So it's like, it's Seattle or nothing. But Seattle looks like they holding their cards. It looks like they, they drew lock. I just can't see them going with Drew Lock. But maybe they're just trying to get that extra press lower. And as of today, I saw that they're not, Cleveland's not asking for a number one pick anymore. So maybe that's what Seattle's trying to do, drive, the, drive it down lower and drive it down lower, which I think is smart. Why not? But but don't be too crazy because somebody can swoop in and pick him up. Somebody could be like, eh, I don't like my starting quarterback. We'll give you a chance for one for one year. But I'll tell you who the biggest teams are besides the Texans because I still think they are one of the losers as far as not getting Baker Mayfield. And then they could get, get, get basically for nothing just throw in, in the trade. I'm sure they would have done that. I'm sure they would have done that. It's the whole NFC East. Now, everybody calm down for a second. The whole NFC East, I know they all got quarterbacks, and we all might take all their quarterbacks over Baker, maybe. But if you look at the look at the structure and look at the teams that we have, so we start with, you start with the Giants. People were clamoring for Mitchell Trubisky to come in there and take over for Daniel Jones. They got Tyrod Taylor, and you can't tell me Tyrod Taylor didn't go there thinking, I might be able to have my job. I mean, honestly. So, why wouldn't you take a one-year flyer on a Baker Mayfield? Because I'll tell you what, if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out this year, that that first-round pick that you got him a few years ago, and you're not going to pay him, now you're stuck at the bottom again. What are you going to do? You have to draft somebody else. you got to figure something out. Because Tyrod Taylor's not going to be your long-term answer anyway. The Washington football team, because I can't say commanders. The Washington football team. You took a flyer on Carson Wentz. Yeah, you get a third-round pick. But I'll tell you what, a third-round pick, so what? So what? Give another third round pick and get Baker. Let them battle it out. One of y'all is going to have one year to show your stuff. Who cares? Who cares? Because if you don't, if you if you don't get it with Carson Wentz this year, you're down at the bottom of the square again. What are you going to do? Who are you going to go? You're going to turn back to Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, whatever. I mean, what are we, what are you going to do then? Then you're still then you're still where you've always been as an organization, as a franchise, with no quarterback. You know, then the Eagles. Hey, you're putting all your eggs in a basket, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. You had three number ones. You could have went after Watson. You could have went after you chose not to. You have faith in him. Cool. After this year, if he doesn't perform, then what are you going to do? When you could have had somebody like Baker right there, give him, a, give him a shot. And then pay him if he panned out. I mean, that's three out of the four teams. And I won't just, I won't, I will not include that. Because why? Dak coming off that horrifying injury. Came back this year. He got his money. Came back. And if you tell me he played up to his level, I think we all know better with that talent around there. And then we heard Amari Cooper say, he's a black Kirk Cousins, which means he don't think he can win the big game. I mean, your teammate in your locker room said this. Your teammate in your locker room said, he doesn't have faith that you can win the big game. All I'm saying is, 
he he's there for nothing. And the way that they feel and the way he's looked upon right now, you could steal him for nothing. And you might have a gold gem. Sure, you might not have nothing, but you can let him go. You can let him go after a year. All these teams are cracking me up thinking that they're, they're ready to go. The Colts crack me up thinking that they're ready to go with Matt Ryan. How long are you going to have all these old quarterbacks? How long are you going to have all these old quarterbacks? Old Phillip Rivers. You took a chance on Wentz, but you gave up on Wentz, and he went 27-7. and 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. You just threw him away because he can't beat the Jaguars in the last game of the season. And now you got Matt Ryan. How much, how much trades on that tire? How much trades on that tire? I'm just saying. Baker Mayfield is right there for somebody to get. Sure. Does he need to look in the mirror, eat some humble pie, grow up a smidge? Sure. But how many quarterbacks don't need to do that at some point in their careers? How many of them? How many of them? Does Deshaun Watson need to grow up and stop touching women? Sure. But he got this 200-something million guarantee. I'm just saying, man, there's tons of teams if you look around the spectrum, there's tons of teams where you can say, I don't know, maybe I would give them a shot for one year. I don't understand why the Falcons didn't do it. Mariota, sure, Mariota had glimpses when he was with the Titans. He had glimpses in the playoffs. You think he's going to do something? You think he's going to be an answer? You drafted Kyle Pitts with your number one pick in the draft last year. You expect, you're going to waste his rookie contract. Because believe me, when his contract comes up, he's getting paid. Whether Mario can get him the ball or not, he's going to get paid and leave. And leave. So, I mean, there's just a whole lot of teams out there. I don't understand. I don't understand why people are snubbing him the way they are. All I'm saying is, you have one year. You're not guaranteed to do nothing after that. You got one year just, just to get a former number one pick who, sure, maturity issues or whatnot, but I don't get it. I don't get it. In the Colts, I know that they wouldn't trade him to the Colts, but figure out some other kind of something's Colts. I don't know. Because Matt Ryan, class act by the Falcons. Class act by the Falcons to, to trade him, knowing that they weren't compete, knowing that he gave his heart and soul to that organization. Matt Ryan was a class act for that squad. Should be a Super Bowl champion, but he's not. Class act by the Falcons to put him in a situation to compete. When? I doubt it. But compete. But, I mean, they can contend for the division. They can contend for the t- division. I know the Titans got another new wide receiver weapon. They got a couple little pieces. You still got the man Derrick Henry back there. But you still got Ryan Tannehill. And for them to keep riding with Ryan Tannehill, I don't know. Why wouldn't you bring Baker Mayfield into the mix? Let him compete for one year. Why not? Why not? If you don't think Tannehill's the guy to get you over the hump, I'm not saying Baker will, but why not try I don't, I don't know if they're going to win a division. I would say the Colts have a shot at winning that division with that roster with Matt Ryan. Playoffs? Why not? Why not? If you win a division, you're in. If they don't, it's going to be tight between about five teams for those last two spots. And we'll get into that later on or on the Raw show whenever we do that. You know, um, I have to see what's going on with everything going on. Um, but the Colts makes the AFC even more crazy. Even more crazy. Less crazy is the NFC because Jameis Winston finally, finally, the Saints figured out who they wanted. They picked Jameis. They picked Jameis. He knows the system. He's in there. Can they battle for the division? I mean, my man, 
Yo, the head coach is up there in, in, uh, in Thomas's house, Michael Thomas's house, making sure he's ready to stay there. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the running back. Uh, Alvin Kamar, we don't know what's going to happen with that. They still got Ingram. There's still a couple running backs still out there to take a pick up. There's still pieces, but that defense is official. The defense is still good. The line is still good. Um, the Saints can compete, and we've seen the Saints beat Tom Brady before with their with their defense. So can they battle for the division? I say they'll battle, but they'll probably fall two, three games behind them. Um, way above the Falcons and way above Carolina. No questions asked. I can't believe on the Raw show that people were saying the Falcons go in. Y'all better stop that. Y'all better stop that. But um, playoffs? Sure, playoffs. Why not? In the playoffs, we talked about the NFC. Seven teams. You can make a case for 10, 12 teams in the NFC because it's so top-heavy. So they get in the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen with somebody like James Winston who could throw you seven touchdowns in the game. Anytime you got that, that weapon that can score like that, you always have an opportunity. So I think the Saints did right by re-signing him just like that. Jimmy G, still with the 49ers. Shaman, what you going to do about that? They still there. I say you keep him. I say you keep him right now. That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. There's, there's something told saying there's two number twos on the table for him. And it has to be Seattle. It has to be Seattle. Or else they would have jumped on two twos. Two twos for Jimmy G. Taking it. Unless it's in your division. So it had to be Seattle. They don't want to say it. Probably because they don't want to say it's Seattle. But it's two twos. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put it out there like that. They may they might have put it out there like that, trying to get somebody else to jump higher. But everybody else got quarterbacks now. That's why you see Baker Mayfield out there. Say so keep him. Keep him there. Keep him there. Cause you know how the NFL is. Not for long. Not every quarterback's gonna stay healthy. Somebody's gonna get hurt. And I hate saying that. But that's just the way it is. Football's a violent sport. Somebody's bound to get hurt. Because right now, what are people going to offer Jimmy G? They know they got a big contract to take on. What are they going to really offer for him? You let somebody's quarterback go down with a roster that can perform. Nothing. I'm not trying to jinx the Colts, but if Matt Ryan got hurt the preseason or week one, their team's ready to win. You don't think they would overpay for a Jimmy G? Or some other teams? I'm just saying, some other teams, that price will go up if somebody goes down. I say hold on to them. Trey Lance, remember Trey Lance? He, how many snaps has he had in college? Less than 300 snaps? I mean, you know what I mean? He had a lot of experience and he played at the FCS level. Some people say, oh, it's going to bring down his uh, his growing and everything of Jimmy G still there. Why? Why? You ain't growing now. You ain't growing now. And this supposed to be your team. Jimmy G's already gone. You should be doing something now. They should be ready to get rid of him now. I know he's not healthy yet. Da, 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 da. But I can't see the 49ers moving him without seeing Trey Lance be ready, first of all, and getting more than some three or fourth round pick. I don't know what Carolina's doing. You put Jimmy G on Carolina, get rid of the. Why you got all this back stuff? Cam Newton is done. Let him go. You can let him be your backup. Put him in the front office. Put him somewhere else. We do something else. Sam Darnold is done. That draft class, we already seen the stars of that draft class. Him and Josh Rosen, done. Go away. Your backups. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. So I don't know what, what they're doing with that. The big splash yesterday, I know Brandon was, Brandon, Brandon, you're so funny, Brandon. 
You get Tyreek Hill and you're like, well, I mean, oh, you got Tyreek Hill, dude. You got Tyreek Hill and Waddle on the same team. Two of the fa- they're probably the fastest combo in the league right now. Fast coming to the league. You know what I'm saying? What's that impact going to be like? I feel like Tua, I feel like Tua, this is it right here, Tua. Make or break for you. Because the right Tua, which I think is, which might happen for Tua, he's going back to Bama. He's going back to Bama. He's got elite speed. He's got elite weapons coming out here, dude. They're going to make him look great. He's efficient in college. He was, the, he was the most efficient college football player at that position ever. Highest efficiency. Now you got this speed out here. You got the speed out here. They can stay healthy. I'm just saying, Tyreek Hill can change the dynamic of Tua. Tyreek Hill can change his career trajectory. Tua was on his way out. I mean, it was like this. But he can make him like, yeah, he's a player. That's the impact that Tyreek Hill makes. And battling for the AFC East, I don't think they're going to get quite there. But I think they're going to put them in, in arm's reach of the Bills. They'll probably still be about two games, three maybe, below the Bills. But playoffs, playoffs are in reach now. Playoffs are definitely in reach now. They're, they're in that final four, five teams fighting for those two, three spots. They're right there now. I think they can battle with some of the the lower playoff teams in there. I think the Miami Dolphins are right there. As long as their defense can hold up. And as long as Tua can be Tua. We'll see. That's what makes football so fun. That's what makes football just the best, man. Because one move can change the whole complexion of, of a team. And speaking of one move or a few moves making complexions of teams, when I come back, we're going to talk about the teams that did the best in free agency. And I'm going to rank them from the, from the top six when I come back. All right, it's time. It's time. Top six free agent acquisitions for the teams. Top t- for, the, for the team's acquisitions, I'm sorry. Number six, I'm going to have to go with the Raiders. Um, the Raiders got Chandler Jones and they got Devontae Adams. I think those are big upgrades. You lost a couple players too, though. You lost a couple players you didn't sign. And I feel like there's more that needs to be done on that back end of that defense. Um, but I'm going to give you number six because Devontae Adams is by himself. is just – and Chandler Jones can still play. Chandler Jones can still play. I hate him leaving the Cardinals, but he can still play. And in that division, he's going to make an impact in that division. Number five, you got to go with show me the money, Sean Watson. Yeah, it's one move. It's one move. Yeah, but you, don't forget, you got Amari Cooper also. You got Amari Cooper to go with Deshaun Watson, and now there's word that they're trying to pull Juice back. They trying to. If I'm Juice, I'm coming back. Why would you go to the Falcons and live in purgatory? You're not going to do nothing for the next two, three years with the Falcons. Go there with Deshaun Watson and, and Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb and them boys. Why not? Go ahead, Juice. They're going to need you, Juice, because Amari Cooper is soft as cotton ale. So you better go there and be the dog that they need in the dog pound. Um, so I'm going with Watson, and I'm going with I'm going with the Cleveland Browns number 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 five, which could go up if they get juice back. Number four, I'm going with the whole haul that the Miami Dolphins did: getting Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson, Chase Edmonds, Mostert, and then they got two offensive linemen, which Teron Armstead is a man. He's probably the number one free agent out there as far as the position that he plays and. The amount that was out there, he was number one at all of them. The Miami Dolphins, 
I mean, offensive. You look at the offensive weapons that they got in free agency. <laughs> That's a. I mean, that is. Why are they number? Why are they number four then? Because it all goes back to Tua. All goes back to Tua right now. We said on the Raw show, who's going to be the quarterback, Bridgewater or Tua? There's a problem right there. There's a problem right there because we saw what Bridgewater did with Denver with all those weapons. Nothing. Nothing. He did nothing. So, again, this goes to my Baker Mayfield thing. <laughs> Why are we taking Teddy Bridgewater? Now, I know you got it before Baker was available. Shit. Sometimes you might have to eat a couple million dollars to get a, a star. I just, I, I hope two is good. Because with Miami, what, I hate to see all that talent on that offense. I feel like that offense could be something fun to watch. But it's all going to come down to two. It's all going to come down to two. Miami's going to be in the playoffs and scary. Like Cleveland was. Just like a Cleveland was. That's what it, I mean, not Cleveland, a Cincinnati was. They could be offensive firepower and scary to death. Or they're going to be Tua less soon. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying, I think, well, I think we're going to talk. We must, that's going to be a topic for the Raw show. Who's under the most pressure now that Tyreek's gone? Patrick Mahomes or Tua? And I'm going to say Tua because. What's your excuse now, Tua? You got weapons. Now you have to go downfield. You got to stop. Waddle got 100 catches. Why? Because you're going like this. Mark Burnell. Ding, 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 ding. Sure, they could catch it and run for 85 yards and make your stats look good. But the eye test will tell you, hmm, we'll see. My number three team is the runner-up to the Super Bowl, the Bengals. They do a lot of splash names, but they hit it when it mattered. They hit it where it mattered on that offensive line. The way they're getting that offensive line out there, that's what they needed, right? That's what it was all about. It was all about that. It was all about the offensive line. Ain't nobody talking about nothing else. Ain't nobody talking about nothing else. They got a tight end also. I'm just saying, hey, the Bengals, all them young boys, they ready to go. They ready to go. They spent the money where they needed to spend the money. Still think they need some backhand help, backhand help. And um, I hope I wish I could get somebody like a Matthew. Why is Tyron Matthew still not out there? I don't understand. But anyway. So that's that's my number three team. My number two team, it's your team, Tommy. I'm giving it to Denver. Wilson. Anytime you get a anytime you get a Hall of Fame quarterback on your team with the roster that they have offensively, and then you add a Randy Gregory on the defensive end to take the spot with Von Miller. Denver's right there. Denver's right there where they want it to be. That's where John Elway always wants his teams to be. That's why he went out and got paid Manny when he did. He got Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson ain't on his last leg like Peyton Manning was. Russell Wilson's got a few more years left. You know what I mean? He's still got a few more years left. You got that rookie contract for your running back, who's going to be a beast. He's not a he's not a he's not a keeper in fantasy for a twelve team league, though. I'll tell you that maybe a dynasty, maybe. Um, I can't keep him in the first round. You're looking at longevity the next four or five years, sure, but not this year. I can't do it anyway. Anyway, I had to throw that in. <laughs> had to throw that in. But um, Denver, yeah, they're prime. They're ready. They're prime for that division. Prime for it, especially with Patrick Mahomes losing his people. My number one is definitely the Chargers, man. You got a, you got a top seven offense, top seven offense, and then you can go get Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack to handle these uh, quarterbacks in that division, and then you got JC on the back end to cover these wide receivers out here. Chargers, go Chargers, go! I think that was the number one thing, and I don't think they're done yet. 
Because you forget people are getting healthy on the team. Most of them boys, they're getting healthy. The guys who were out last year, Chargers going to be one of them teams, you know, I'm telling you. As long as Herbert doesn't take a step back and Eckler continues to be Eckler, I think they'll be fine. I think the Chargers are going to be the team to beat in that division. And people are laughing at me and saying all this stuff. Da, 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 da. And so we're talking about Mahomes. Is this window closed? Because I brought this up numerous times on the Raw show. Oh, he's been to four straight AFC Championship games. He's all the favorite. You got one ring, dude. You got one ring. You have to make the most out of those opportunities when it happens. You have to when it happens. Because if you don't, then those opportunities go away. You just lost your number one receiver, your number one playmaker. People talk about Kelsey. Kelsey does. Kelsey plays tight end. Tight ends get banged all the time. Tight ends are blocking all the time. How much more has Kelsey got? I still Kelsey got about three, four more years. But that tight end spot falls down. Falls down. And especially if there is no Tyreek Hill to keep eyes away from you. You think people are watching Juju or watching you? You think people are watching Valdez Scanley or watching you? They're watching you, Kelsey. So, I think, that the, not the window's closed. I don't think it's closed. But I think it's starting to crack. I'm just saying. You're banking on your quarterback too much. And your quarterback, who's been a gunslinger for so long. And was doing behind the back, trick passes, this under the leg, da da da. You allowed him to do that because he had weaponry on the outside that can get him there. Now we've seen teams are starting to figure that out. Teams put in that shell coverage now, which stopped a lot of things. But I think one thing I will say about the Tribe and Kill trade, I'm not mad about the trade for the Chiefs from the Chiefs standpoint. I actually think it was a good trade from the Chiefs standpoint. And people are gonna people are gonna not agree with this at all. But let's look at him. He's carefree because he has special kind of cheat code weapons like Tyreek Hill. When you take away those kind of weapons, now what? Now you gotta be now you gotta be more instinctive. You gotta knowledge. You gotta think more. You gotta do these things. He still has the talent to do all these things, Mahomes does. He still does. And I think that's gonna make him a better quarterback. It was kind of like when Ben Roethlisberger was with Pittsburgh. They had an elite defense, elite running game. I said, you're never going to see the best out of Ben because he's never has to show you the best. Like, he's relying on all these things. I say, when it comes out to him having to throw the ball and air it out and showcase his talents, you're going to see the best Ben Roethlisberger you've ever seen. And you did now. I also think now, with Matthew Mahomes, when he don't have this Tyreek Hill cheat code weapon, you're going to start seeing him make better decisions. Those decisions that he made towards the middle of the year when he learned, hey, man, I need to utilize what the defense is giving me. I can make these special plays. I can run a little bit. I can do different things. I can outthink you. Start getting a little more like Brady in the mind. You don't have to be Brett Favre on the chuck and chuck, 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 chuck. Be Brady mind. Be Brady, Brady mindset. And out, outthink these guys and beat these things. And I think it's going to make Patrick Mahomes a better all-around quarterback. And the way people look at him as far as just a big play. Oh, he's a big play guy. Oh, got showtime. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? And a lot of people aren't going to agree with that. But time will tell. Time will tell. That's just my thought process is on that. Um, but getting away from football, because I know we talk about a lot of football here. And we do a lot more on the Raw show. But so I'm going to get into this. The vaccine. New York New York City Mayor Font. Did did he have did he finally get enough of people oh the NBA playoffs are coming? Kyrie needs to play. Kyrie needs to play. Uh 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 and he lifts it, right? He lifts it. He lifts it. See, people out here tripping. People out here tripping. And they think the reason why he lifted is because of Kyrie Irving and basketball getting close to the playoffs and they want the Nets to win a championship. 
When I come back, I'm going to tell you why they really lifted it, in my opinion. All right, welcome back. Now it's time for me to tell you why. Tell you why, in my opinion, that the New York City mayor lifted this. Because in two weeks, baseball season starts. In two weeks, baseball season starts. And I don't care what nobody in New York says. They don't give a dang on about the Nets. They are Knicks, guys. They are Knicks fans. It's a Knicks city. They don't care about no Nets. And you know what else they, you know what else they are? And, and to, to my chagrin, because I'm a Mets fan, they don't care about the Mets. It's Yankee town. It's Yankee town. Baseball starts in two weeks. They got players that ain't vaccinated. They want all their Yankees to keep playing because they think they got a team that can win it all. And the Yankees ain't won it all in a while. They ain't even been to the World Series in a while. So they don't want to have no reason why the Yankees can't make it there. The, they made the mandate lifted for the Yankees, not for Kyrie Irving. Don't get it twisted. Not for the now. If Kyrie played for the Knicks, it might be for Kyrie, but it ain't. It's for the Yankees. But going back to the Nets now. Now that Kyrie can play full time player, are the Nets the favorites in the East? I've always said I thought they were the favorites. I've always thought that Miami out here fight with each other last night. You know what I'm saying? They out here fighting. The 76ers, you got to show me. James Hard, Doc Rivers, y'all two are clowns in the playoffs. Show me. Show me. The Bulls, I don't even know what happened to the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan was like the MVP front runner. I don't know what happened. Celtics been on fire. A lot of teams don't want to see them. And did we forget who the NBA champions are? Giannis in the Bucks. And Carnegie's is getting healthy. Lopez is getting healthy. Their squad is ready to win again. And if you don't think that they're confident after last year, oh, oh, the foot was the toe was on the line, and it was just Kevin Durant. I don't care. Winning makes confidence out of anybody. I don't care how it happens. When you win, you gain confidence. It doesn't matter how it happens. Winning builds confidence. And when you're confident, you ain't scared. And when you ain't scared, you're going all at it. You're going all at it. So, I mean, the Nets, what are they, 22nd in the fifth defensive deficiency? You can't stop nobody. 11th in offense? I'm just saying, I want it to be, <laughs> I don't want Milwaukee and the Nets to have to play in any round before the Eastern Conference Finals if they have to play each other. Because I want it to be, if you want to beat the man, beat the man. You got to beat the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! And the Bucks are the man right now. So, I'm still leaning toward the Bucks. But the Nets, I mean the Nets, if I had to put my money on it, it's the Nets. If I had to put my mind on it, it's the, it's the, it's the Bucks. So we'll see. And finishing up, finishing up, because I want to go watch the game, keep my mind off things. Um, NCAA tournament starting tonight, Sweet 16. We got Arizona versus Gonzaga tonight. Um, I'm going with the number one team, Gonzaga. I think Arizona's okay. I mean, not Arizona, Arkansas. See, my mind is messed up. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Arkansas versus Gonzaga. Um, Arkansas, good story. I think Gonzaga's going to keep going. I think they had their scare last week. We'll see. Michigan. Go ahead, Brandon. Michigan versus Villanova. Like I said, my money's going to Villanova. But I just feel like Michigan matches up well with Villanova. I feel like they match up well. And the big boy in the middle for Michigan I'm just saying, their guards can match up with the dude from Villanova. I just think Michigan can match up well with them, 
And through all adversity, Jawan Howard, through all adversity, you know what I'm saying? That coach don't want to get punched in the head, so just go ahead and beat them on the court. <laughs> so just for the show, I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. Texas Tech versus Duke this is a big game for me, especially for my brackets, and especially since I hate Duke. Did I say I hate Duke? I hate Duke. I picked Texas Tech. I picked Texas Tech to pull the upset, give Coach K his final, his final loss. Bye-bye, Coach K. See you later, Coach K. Hasta luego, Coach K. It's good snowing you. Get the heck out of here, Coach K. Peace out. Texas Tech loses their coach last year and went to Texas. How'd that pan out? Texas Tech moving on to the Elite Eight. Houston. Versus Arizona. Arizona's the team I picked to win the whole thing. My boy Justin Kyer, local guy. Local guy. Went to Spotswood. I hope they keep rolling. Houston's defense is official, though. So, Arizona better come to play and come to shoot. So, I, I'm picking Arizona. Tomorrow's game. St. Peter's, I think the Cinderella story is over. I think Purdue punches them in the mouth and finishes them. Providence, number four Providence. That's my brother Derek Sleeper. And hey, you picked the right sleeper, Derek. They're going against number one Kansas. I think I think it's time to be night night. <laughs> they night night now. Night night. Kansas will win. Big game. Probably my probably the most exciting game for the next two days for me, besides Texas Second Duke. UNC UCLA. UNC is one of the hottest teams. In case people don't know it, they've been on a roll. And they got the boy, my boy from East Rock going there, Tyler Nichols. So another local talent. He's going to be there next year going to UNC. UCLA was in the final for last year. I'm picking UCLA because I hate North Carolina too. I can't stand North Carolina too. But I think it's going to be an exciting game. Exciting game. I'm going with UCLA. Um, and then the final game, Iowa State versus Miami. Who would have thought these two? Iowa State, we didn't even think, I didn't even think they were going to make the tournament the way their season was going. But I'm going with the coach at Miami. Lord Nega, you know what I'm saying? I remember, I'm old enough to know when he took George Mason to the Final Four. So I'm cheering for Miami. So when we look at it, we got Gonzaga versus Texas Tech, UCLA versus Purdue, Arizona versus Villanova, and Kansas versus Miami. That's my final Elite Eight. That's my Elite Eight picks. And then once we get through that, we'll talk about the Final Four. Um, actually, you know what? I don't even think I'm going to be on there after that. So I might as well tell you my Final Four picks right now. Final Four picks. Gonzaga will play... We'll play no, I'm thinking Texas Tech to beat Gonzaga. Texas Tech will beat Gonzaga. Purdue beats UCLA. Arizona beats Villanova. Kansas beats Miami. Then I'm going to have Arizona beating Kansas. Texas Tech beating Purdue. Arizona, Texas Tech in the final. Arizona National Champions. Um, that's, that's, that's my picks. That's my picks for that. That's my picks, and we're going to roll with it like that. Um, thank you, everybody, for helping me get through this episode. I know somebody up there had their hand on me to do this. Because I was in the bed, I wasn't going to do nothing. All of a sudden, I felt, you know, you just feel like, and it just won't go out of your mind to get it done, to get it done. So, I know who it was. I know who it was, because she's like that. <laughs> she was like that, yo. Love you, mom. Rest in heavenly glory. Heavenly glory. I hope hope it's worth everything you ever imagined to be more. Can't wait. Give everybody kisses for me up there. I love you. And we love you. Thanks everybody for the support and prayers. Love you, mom.